Hello, I'm Ricky. And I'm Joe, and this is Season 4, Episode 22 of the Beer and Broadband Podcast. It's slated to come out on December 13th, 2021. And, yeah, uh, hopefully we're uh, coming through loud and clear to everybody. I think we should be. Uh, Otherwise, we're going to get right into the coffee mail that we made at the beginning of this season. Um, or well, this half of the season anyways, we made over the break. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for, you know, complete clarity, this is a coffee mail we made. Uh, it is about 13.5% ABV bottled it on November 28th, 2021. Uh, it is using Voss yeast, which is supposed to give like some fruity esters and flavors, uh, but five pounds of buckwheat honey in a two-gallon bucket, two tablespoons of Furmax, two tablespoons of wine tannin, blah, 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 you know, recipe that we talked about last time. Um, but we also used some coarsely ground Stumpton's Holler Mountain Coffee as a uh, cold brew type situation in the <laughs> last R- Ricky over there bumping the mic. Uh <laughs> I'll, I'll get one in there for you too, um, but uh, in the the last like week of uh, uh, secondary, so now we're here to taste it. It's young still. It's very young. Mm. I, I know that because I had a little bit of it when I pulled it out and bottled it. Yeah, it's really not bad though. I mean, it could use a little bit of aging, but it has such a wonderful and interesting flavor profile. That it is very light, it's a little bit acidic and fruity, mm-hmm. but at the same time, because that buckwheat honey, it has some really earthy, like nutty notes to it. Mm-hmm. So it's something that's kind of like bright and dark at the same time. Exactly, and this is this is the best of all the coffee mails we made. I almost mm-hmm. brought up some of the other coffee mail, uh, and we and we've got like still like got eight bottles of this, so we may compare and like after this is aged for a bit because the other one's set for a little bit over a year but the true brew which was the last one i made and i'd figured out that i could bump the mic as easily as ricky does (laughs) was the last one that i made and i'd figured out you know doing the the cold brew method um is the best of the coffee mails i've made in the in the last it's not as good as this one I'm still not sure that I left this in, that I didn't leave this in too long with the coffee in it. Um, but, you know, that may not be the situation I need to, like, should I have left it in for two days? Or should I and treated it completely like, um, you know, cold brew? Or should I have let it stay in for that week that oh, I did? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, It's worth an experiment, right? Yeah, so that, that may be, like, the next thing I do. But I... I do like this. Mm -hmm. This is almost exactly what I was going for the first time I tried to do a coffee melt, and it was not really that great. Yeah, I think you let this age a little bit, and this is going to be really, really good. The only even slightly negative part to it is just the youngness of the meat, and that's just going to go away with time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm I'm very pleased with this, absolutely. Um, So let's talk about... Something that you didn't get to really play with <laughs> for the, the amount of time that we intended, but I got two zooms. And so normally when I get a player or like a, a piece of old tech, 
I'll let Ricky come over and for about an hour before we do whatever we kind of, you know, sit, sit around and he listens to some music or we talk about it or whatever. Um, but you, you've actually had a, a like a zoom oh, yeah, eight gig yeah. before. Um, but I bought two this time. I was going to like give you one. I was going to keep one and we were just going to like, you know, kind of use it over like a week or whatever. There's some challenges with that. Like I didn't have the charge. I didn't have a second charging cable. I thought, you know, I'd, have to and i didn't uh you know now that i have all that stuff and i had it i've had it for like two weeks um you weren't able to come over and yeah. get it and and play <laughs> with it for a week so uh yeah we've kind of been in the spot where you just got to kind of like touch it or you have to deal with the memories that you have from the last time but you did you did have a chance to, to yeah, touch and, it a little bit and i owned a zune for a very long time we got one for my wife that was her primary media player Got one of the nice little fancy ones with the engravings on it and everything. Um, they were really good little music players. Mm-hmm. They kind of existed in that time when Apple was starting to kind of get that reputation of a not doing such great stuff with mm-hmm. their their like music world. Yeah. Um, so the thing that I like about it is it is a it's a premium product. You know, like. There's some other MP3 players, music players that you can get now, and I'm going to get a more modern one, you know, soon. They're either super cheap, like you can buy them for like 30 bucks, or, and they're not really that great overall, mm. or you can buy one that's like uh, Fio or Sony, and you generally have Asian companies that are making these, because that's really the market for the, these things, and the Americans have kind of moved on to streaming, um, and, and so have Europeans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the same thing with the iPod that I, that I love, like the classic iPod. It's a device that has all of the potential to play music and have good fidelity. It's not exactly the highest of fidelities, but it's good fidelity. It plays that, um, nice, uh, you know, warm tone that you'll get from like whatever the high quality, highest quality of music that you'll get, or the nice bright tone that you get from it. And you can kind of pick that out. It'll power most headphones. You know, we're not talking about like extremely high end mm. headphones here, but it'll power your Sennheiser HD 5.9 or 6XX or something like that, right? So it, it really works well um, as a, mp3 player you know it, it, for better words mm. um i so I, I have some negatives that i want to say but before i do that do you have any other thoughts on it or anything like that like you know kind of what are the what what are your thoughts about about it like outside of it just having been like kind of a fun thing from the past nowadays i mean it really just sits as as a pretty good mp3 player back in the day it was really nice to have that freedom from itunes you know, that's what a lot of people got it for. But nowadays, you know, as the, the Zunes have kind of been retired, they don't – I don't think the Windows Music Service thing even still runs anymore, does it? doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So those can't really be positives for it anymore. It, it's more of a, a relic of the past, but it's still pretty good at, like, its core functionality. So here here's one of the, the negative parts to it. If I wanted to replace an iPod's drive with, like, some um, – like an SSD or mm-hmm. – uh, some sort of like um, non-spinning hard drive. I can do that. Um, there are 
plenty of companies out there that make replacement boards that you can put like micro uh, SD cards or something mm-hmm. like that into. And you can get up to about two terabytes of space on an iPod if you're really pushing it. You can't do some, some functionality with the iPod still, but with the Zune, there, it uses a ZIF drive just like the iPod does, but you can't get past 160 gigs. There was no ZIF drive that was really made to be larger than that. And the ability to mod it or do things that would keep the player kind of going, uh, unless you're an electrical engineer, they're just not there. Yeah. On top of that, the software barely works on Windows 10 because Microsoft hasn't kept it up. You mm. have to hack the software to get it to work in any reasonable fashion. Um, it's hard to load music. It's hard to load photos, which it, you know, still will display photos and stuff like that. It's hard to load, load music movies on it because you, you can't essentially do the iPod is still supported in a way where you can do all that with it. Yeah. So both of these are like kind of proprietary, although you can like hack a iPod with like Roxbox. I've done that before. And that works really well. Uh, and you can put other formats on it. And especially like the uh, 30 gig iPod, the iPod video that I have with the Wolfson Audio DAC, it still sounds really great, has good battery life, all that other stuff, even with Roxbox on it. You can't do that with the Zoom. There's no alternative software. Uh, Microsoft made it so that you really couldn't like break it or didn't like un, un, uncrack the the hardware so it basically what you've got on it now if you can get your music player to work or update is all you're going to get yeah because i mean this is the one thing about a lot of microsoft products is they all just run windows you know they they tie it down and change the gui however they want but like your xbox runs windows right your zune ran windows so when it stopped being supported you know Getting those two systems to talk to each other isn't always the easiest thing. I don't think the Zune actually runs Windows, but it runs like a scaled-down version of some sort of proprietary software, probably based on one of the cores of Windows. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's probably exactly like how the Xbox was and how the Windows phones are and things like that. It's just another flavor of Windows. Pro- possibly, yeah. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but uh, I wouldn't suggest it. If you want a MP3 player... Either get like one of the expensive Fios right now, or the Sony's, which you can get for like three or four hundred bucks, or get yourself an old iPod and mod it. That's mm-hmm. like the best thing to the best way to go about it. Um, you know, get get yourself like an iPod Classic for like fifty bucks. Get yourself a. There was a deal on Best Buy where you could get a five hundred twelve gig uh, SD card. So for $150, which is about what it would probably cost you to get a Zune, mm. you could have yourself a 500 uh, and you know 512 gig really world-class MP3 player. The only thing it's not going to have is like Bluetooth or something like yeah. that. And you can solve that with like Bluetooth dongles and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, I really wonder how, uh, how that would be different if Zune had been around longer. I think one of the things that really hurt Zune Aftermarket is it wasn't a product for very long. No, it wasn't. You know, it showed up way after the iPod and left well before the iPod. I mean, iPods are still going. Yeah. So, 
you know, at some level, I wonder how much of it is it's it's engineered in a way that makes it so much harder than Apple, or is it just so many more people are working on Apple cracks? I I think it's the second, not the first. Yeah. And the the Apple still supports the iPod. Like I don't have mm-hmm. any of my iPods. Like I just move music over to them. I plug it into my my laptop, move music over to it. It's no yeah. no big deal. Um. You can't do that with the Zune on Windows. It just it doesn't work that way. You have to have the software installed. Yeah, yeah. So the dream was that Apple was less open at, at the beginning with the iPod and like the music and everything, and Microsoft was going to be more open, and it kind of went the other way. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was certainly more open when their stuff still existed, but you're right. Since Zune went away as a product, whereas iPods are really just different versions, you might have an older, less supported version. But it's still a product they offer. There is still a lot more compatibility there. So, not that I want to cut this off, but I want to talk about Skyrim's tenth uh, anniversary mm-hmm. real quick, because mm-hmm. um, this is another ancient thing from two thousand eight, which I love. Right? I mean, we're talking about stuff from the past that I that, yeah. I, that I love tech, and Skyrim has a ten year anniversary edition. Do you know how much it costs? It's a full price game again, isn't it? It's like a sixty dollar game yeah. again, or you can or you can get a DLC upgrade to your existing Skyrim Special Edition for twenty bucks. Yeah, see, <laughs> I'm not I'm not about that. This was one of the things that when it was announced, I defended because they hadn't released the pricing scheme yet. Yeah, they were really upfront about being like, "Oh, hey, if you've already got Skyrim Special Edition, here's this free update. It's got these four things in it and all this other stuff." I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." If you've never bought the game before, uh, it's kind of smart from Windows, well, from Microsoft's point of view, because they've acquired Bethesda and there's all this unpublished or not really as easily available creator content. So I was like, "All right, if you're getting into Skyrim ten years later." Here's a version that has everything. Right. If you already bought the most recent version, the special edition, here's an upgrade to give you everything. Right. And I was really strong on that. I was like, oh, well, if it's free, that's great for them to do. It really will help, you know, uh, rebuild some bridges with the community. But that's nope. not what happened. There were a couple <laughs> DLCs that came for free, and the rest you have to pay for, or you have to buy the whole game over again. And another thing, uh, where the... Uh, this burns even more bridges is at this point 10 years later if you're still playing skyrim special edition you are probably modding yep and that happens with every time one of these things happens when you release a new major version mods don't work anymore nope it breaks the script extenders it breaks all yep. this other stuff so not only did you release a free upgrade that i don't want you broke all the mods Exactly. So the people that were still playing it 10 years later are now struggling. I mean, I'd, I'd just gotten into this whole Wabajack stuff, um, and then just boom, almost every single... If he would let you download it, they had these special instructions. Hey, if uh, if you want to play this mod pack, here's how you downgrade. Yep. Uh, just to be able to play the game again. And it's a, it's a little silly. I would have been fine with an upgrade to the special edition, and then an, the anniversary was its own game that replaced the special edition. It was I'd even be okay with it being a full-price game. But to ask people that have, you've probably already got to buy the game multiple times to buy a $20 add-on is just silly to me. I agree. I, th- I think it, it, this is the first time that I've been like, oh, 
look, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I've bought every other version of Skyrim that's mm-hmm. come out. Even I don't own a VR headset right now. I even bought the VR version. Yep. Because I was like, look, th- this is adding some sort of value to it. Um, and the special edition, like I got the special edition with the little Dovahkiin hat and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. But no, not this time. Yep. I'm not buying it. I, I even tried like the, on, on my PS4, I tried like the, the creator content stuff, the creator mm-hmm. club content. I mean, that's great that they do that. I, I'm i not opposed to people getting a little kickback for their work, but yeah. um, paid mods just seem wrong. There's like a philosophical, like hobby kind of thing that goes along with it. If, if you want me to donate to you, that's fine. If it's an optional thing. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it's paid, I'm just I'm not so sure about that. And then on top of that, you know, it being some sort of if it was thirty dollars, I would not be as, you know, like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But since it's sixty dollars for a 12, 12, 13 year old game, that's 10 years old. It came out in 2011. 2011. Okay. For some reason, I I thought it said came out 2008. I I I know I was there. I I I it all blends in now. Yeah, it's just I'm I'm old. Uh, But yeah, so yeah, I think it might have been announced in 2008. It was announced in 2008. That's exactly exactly why I remember it because that was the first time I saw like this the dragon landing in Mm -hmm. the thing and the Dovahkiin fighting all that other stuff. Anyways, yeah, that's uh, but. Come on, Bethesda. You can do better. Yeah. It's one of those things that, like, I think Microsoft acquiring Bethesda is ultimately very good for Bethesda. I think it's good for Bethesda fans. Because I think the real problem with Bethesda is not necessarily their talent pool. It's the method at which they go about making games. Because they haven't really changed the way they're developing from I mean even like Morrowind and Oblivion when you sit down and you look in the the way the engine bugs keep going and the way they they actually do things within the engine they stay the same you know the fact that the stuff I learned about modding Morrowind is still true today about modding Skyrim or Fallout 4 yeah any of those other things kind of speaks that that's a little bit of a, a stagnant workflow so I think Microsoft can get in there get them some new talent help shake that up um, and might get them back on track of making games that you know the end joke isn't, oh, yeah, they're always so buggy. Yeah. You know, we yeah. might get some fixes to that stuff. And I understand Microsoft has just acquired a new property, and they're probably not interested in maintaining things like the Creators Club. So they say, okay, look, uh, all the content that was there uh, is just part of the game now. Yep. All the stuff that we liked is blessed. It's official. Here's a release with all of it in it. Um, so to that end, I'm not upset that – an anniversary edition exists. And I, and like I said, I'd still even be okay if it was $60 with all the stuff they added into it. What I'm not okay with is look, did you already buy the last super special final edition we yep. released at full price? Cause it releases a full price game. And we're going to like, we'll throw you some bones. We'll give you a couple of the DLCs, but no, the rest of them, you kind of got to pay for Yeah. And it's not like, the, I mean, they're not bad. And I guess it's a more attractive offering to a console player. Because they don't have as many mods available. But realistically, none of the stuff they're they're putting in uh, from the Creators Club, I can't get similar or better as a free mod. Right. Especially on PC. Yeah. 
Yeah, one of the things that my wife really did was like, oh, look, you, you can do fishing now. You can fish. You could always do fishing. Uh, yeah, I mean, with mods, absolutely. I've had a fishing mod installed for years. That so was one know. of the first, that and the, the, the read books, like, if it's a unread book, it glows blue. Mm-hmm. Those are like two of the first mods I installed. Yeah, and there's, there's tons of those. Like, there's larger world expansions than the ones they're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, what I will give the Creator Club is generally they have professional voice acting, which is nice. But still, it's yeah. like uh, you're going to make me pay 20 bucks for 10 hours of content when I can just go install Legacy of the Dragonborn and have 100 hours of content for free. Yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a bit ridiculous. It's a little bit ridiculous. I would have been so much happier if it was just, look, you got special edition. Here's all the stuff. Uh, thank you. We're shutting down Creators Club. Yeah. Um, I was very happy for that when I thought that's what it was. But to change that, mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I, 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 well, I know how I feel about it. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think that's the end of our episode for the day. You got anything else that you want to talk about? No, I'm good. All right. Well, thank you for listening. This has been Season 4, Episode 22 of the Beer and Broadband Podcast. We have a Twitter and a Patreon. If you want to uh, engage with us there it's down below otherwise this should come out on december 13th 2021 and uh, we'll catch you next time thanks so much for listening